The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Um, by live stream, you are also welcome. You are not left out. Glory, glory be to God. Hallelujah. I welcome you to tonight's midweek service. And I trust God we are going to have another powerful time, another glorious encounter. I encourage you to open up your heart. Allow God speak to you. Allow God minister to you. And receive what God is um, depositing into our lives and into our hearts tonight. Praise God. We started a new teaching series last Sunday. Um, we are talking about a life powered by grace. And we've titled this series um, Chapters. And basically what we're inferring from that is that the way God works in our lives by his grace is that it takes us from one phase to another, one season to another, one chapter like a book to another. If you've read that, ever read any book, um, you'll see that the book is divided into chapters. And it's interesting, the way the book may start in chapter one, often it's not how it will end in the last chapter. And depending on how... Um, how dramatic or how poetic the author is, there will be ebbs and flows. You know, the story can go up, there'll be a climax, there'll be anticlimax, different things happening in different aspects of the book. And the scripture lets us know that that's how life is. Our lives, David and Jesus also said, is like the volumes of a book. Hallelujah. And it's important to realize that there may be some dark chapters in that story. And perhaps maybe that's where you are right now. We took examples from the life of people like Joseph or David. So many other characters we study in scriptures. It wasn't all beautiful as it were when you look at the volumes that was written concerning them. But one thing was consistent, and that's the important thing we are stressing here for every single person we study in scriptures, and for each one of us, it will always, it will always end well. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? If you will walk with God and allow the grace of God to have its perfect way in your life, you will always end well. And that's why you need to understand the different chapters of your life or the different phases of your life and stay with God and stay with his grace. And we are learning keys about that. I've shared two powerful things already. Wherever you are right now, whatever chapter you are in right now, perhaps God has opened a new chapter to you. Um, Pastor Inda was sharing with us on Sunday how she got a very wonderful promotion. That's an amazing new chapter. And maybe you have that kind of testimony. You just got married or you just had a new baby or you just got a promotion at work or God just delivered you from something you've been trusting him to deliver you from and a new chapter has been opened unto you. You need to know how to conduct yourself in that phase of that season you are at. Or perhaps you are still going through a difficult phase in your life. You are like Joseph in the prison. 
You are like David that is being chased all over the country by King Saul. You are going through a tough time. You need to know how to conduct yourself. How you conduct yourself in the phase of the chapter you are in will determine whether the grace of God will be able to operate in your life like God intends it to operate. If I had my way, I would not have God do our life like chapters. I would just like God just start us out big and continue that everything is all good and end us big and let's go to heaven. <laughs> but God in his wisdom did not do it that way and he's not going to do it that way. The earlier you know the ways of God and begin to cooperate with the ways of God, the better for you. So the number one thing we said is learn to rejoice where you are. That, that's where you should begin from. Look, like God asked us last week, are you enjoying your life? Live in joy. You may not have all the money you want yet. The chapter may not be palatable. But you can rejoice. Hallelujah. You can rejoice in the Lord, not in your bank account. There may be nothing to rejoice about your bank account. You may not be able to rejoice in your marriage. Your work may not be something to write home about. That chapter, maybe that's where you are. But bless God. Somebody say out loud, I can rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. And like we touched on last week, that joy will give you strength. And that's how you're going to be able to do the things God wants you to do. So, so important. On Sunday, I talked about the place of being consecrated to God. Like Jesus said, lo, I come in the volume of the books to do your will, O God. I know you have written things out for me. There will be a time where I'm going to be born. There will even be a phase where they have to take me to Egypt, running away from Pharaoh. I mean, from Herod, because he wants to kill me. I will be a refugee for a season. I'm God in the flesh, oh. But there will be a chapter where I'm going to be as a refugee. Then another chapter will come where I will come back and I will grow and different. He said, I come to do your will. I am whatever you have written concerning me. However good it looks, however difficult it looks, I consecrate myself to you. That's another thing we said you should learn to do in whatever phase you are in. Praise God forevermore. These things I'm sharing with you, and they are things from scriptures, they are like keys that can unlock the next testimony or the next victory or the next chapter you want to see in your life. Perhaps there's someone, God is just waiting on you to be consecrated to him, to trust him that much with your life. It can make all the difference. Praise God. Tonight, I want to talk to you about power. We theme this service, Power to Win. Um, God just dropped this theme in my heart to share with us tonight. Whatever chapter you are in, whatever phase of life you are in, you will need power to win in that phase and all through your life. You will need power to win. Glory be to God. And this is so important, particularly with all that is going around the world right now, globally. I saw an email flying around 
um, among our facility people. They, we've empowered a lot of leaders in church to do things in church now, so the senior pastor doesn't have to get directly involved in many things. And, I mean, they were talking about how diesel price has now gone to, the last time, 700 and something naira per liter. Something we are paying for, I can remember as recently as possible, 400 naira per liter or 500 naira per liter. I think that was the last recent price. All because of the war going on in Europe, in Ukraine. So something so far away, I mean, it's just the nature of the global world we live in. The, the, the petrol you buy in your tank locally, the price is not set locally. The price is set in one global market. Pretty much everything we do these days. <laughs> Pretty much everything we do these days. The, the factors that determine the things that affect your life, for good or for bad, the forces behind them are global in nature now. It's now a very, very integrated world. So chaos breaks out between Russia and Europe, and everybody all over the world has to now start paying more. I, I read a headline. I believe it was whether I, uh, one of the aviation ministers or personnel that said that they only have three days left of aviation fuel. So on one level, price is a factor, inflation is a factor, the thing is going up. On that level, the resource is not even available. There's scarcity as well. And of course, these things work hand in hand. And that is obviously telling on people. I was listening to radio. Somebody said she went to the store to buy, and when they gave her the bill, she was confused. Uh, I think she said it was about 8,000, one of these on it, that she, she was confused. That, ah, and she now started going through the items one by one. What I used to buy at 600 naira is now 900 naira. What I used to buy at... That's the kind of world we live in. That has not taken into consideration the global issues is not going to say, okay, ah, there's now a global problem. Nigeria, let's forget about all your national problems. Let's suspend Nigeria. Oh, no, the national issues are still there. Should I get into that one? <laughs> And that there are global or national problems, the personal issues, your own may just be personal, it's just you and your household. It has nothing to do with Putin. Or somebody that is running for president, <laughs> that has no business running for president. <laughs> Regardless of what may be going on in your life and all around the world, I want to remind someone and encourage you, the power to win is with you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? You have power to win. You are not weak. You are not without strength. You are not helpless. If you are a child of God, oh, you have power. You have power to win. And you need that power now. Praise God. Whatever phase of life you are in, whatever chapter is you are currently living in, what, whatever, what, whatever is going on in your life with all these other global and national and all, all kinds of other problems, it doesn't really matter. So they said the power, national power grid went off for two days. I was talking to someone today, they said, I'm not happy, but the power has gone off. And they said, on top of that, my generator has problems. <laughs> so, 
If the power grid goes off and you don't have a generator, you know you, have a, you are going to be in darkness. If you have a generator and it's not working, you are going to be in darkness. Now, if you have a generator and it is working, you probably not be suffering it like other people. Hallelujah. And that's how we Christians are. There may be darkness in this world and gross darkness all over the people. But God has given us our own generators. You have a generator if you are in Christ. Now, we can settle that one. The other thing we should also deal with, and which is what I want us to look at, what I want to look into really tonight. You need to turn on your generator. Praise God. You need to turn on your generator, particularly at a time like this. With all that is going on globally that has now come to your domot. <laughs> Perhaps if uh, what was going on globally wasn't affecting you and you, you could still go about your life, whether you like it or not, that issue in Ukraine, you are going to feel it at the fuel pump tomorrow. Either, you know, we, we, we're arguing with the government, we don't want them to adjust the fuel price, then you will queue for three hours. Any which way, <laughs> it's going to affect you one way or the other. But the good news is the power to win and to overcome and to prevail in tough times like this, you have that power. Hallelujah. And you need to make use of that power. Am I talking to victors in the house here? Does somebody believe that they're a victor? Glory be to God. And you're a victor like the Bible tells us because you are born of God. Whatsoever is born of God, the Bible says, overcomes the world. Let me hear somebody declare out loud tonight, I have power to win. I can't hear you. Say it again. I have power to win. On my inside resides the power to win. Glory, glory be to God. Look at this verse with me. Let's start from there. I have a number of scriptures I want to run through as we discuss this tonight. Proverbs 24.10 If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Your strength is small. And maybe you feel like fainting because of all that is going on. Financially, emotionally, or even spiritually. That, that, all the pressure of the difficulties that may be around because of all the things that are happening, you may feel like fainting. It's telling you here that you need more strength. Hallelujah. You, you need more strength. I love what Apostle John wrote to us. Let, let's look at that. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. And this is you that Apostle John is talking to tonight. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory be to God. Verse 12 of First John chapter 2. I write to you, little children... Because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. And that's talking about Jesus. I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men and women because you have overcome the wicked one. Praise God. I write to you little children because you have known the father. I have written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. 
I have written to you, young men, because you are strong. Hallelujah. You are strong. And the word of God abides in you. That, that's what you need to do. The times we are living in, these dark, difficult, tough days... And for some of these things, we can't even see an end in sight. Only God knows how long this war will go on for. Only God knows how long the national challenges we have in Nigeria will go on for. But the good news is, you are strong. Somebody say, I'm strong. Hallelujah. There's power within you. As a believer, if you are born again, and it's the power of God. I'm telling you, or I'm writing to you, John, because you are strong. And the word of God abides in you. And that's how we get strength. It's like um, eating physically. I was listening to Dr. K, and he talked on this in his teaching on Sunday. You, you, you draw these things from the word. The word of God is to your spirit to strengthen your spirit like physical food will strengthen your physical body. And maybe that's why some, maybe, perhaps maybe that's why somebody is, uh, um, is feeling weak or you are fainting. You have not been eating well. And you should eat well. You should eat well by reading the word of God like this verse I'm reading. I mean, there's no way you read things like this or hear things like this that you will not be encouraged. And that is strength. And that is you activating or turning on the power of God. I'm coming to that in a moment. It's one thing to have the power. It's one thing to have the generator. It's another thing to turn on the generator. You need to know you have the power. And you need to turn it on and use it. Particularly in a time of adversity. So you will not faint. Can I hear a loud amen? I have written to you young men because you are strong. And the word of God abides in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. Hallelujah. Including Putin. <laughs> Praise God. Hear me and hear me very well. In case you have not yet settled that in your, in your spirit. Whatever it is that has come against you, contrary to God. Political, geopolitical, national, economical, spiritual. By reason of the power of God you carry on your inside, you have already overcome that thing. Glory be to God. And you can win in that situation. By the power of God that is available to you, whoever you are, whatever it is you are going through, when difficult times come, when adversity rises against us, Financial difficulties rise. Inflation begins to rise. We should settle it that we have the strength or the power or the might of God in us. And we have what it takes to overcome in that situation. And we indeed have overcome. You have the power to win. Praise God. And that is the simple truth. Whatever chapter you are in. I know everybody wants a new chapter. 
But like I said on Sunday, some of you, what God is going to do for you in this season is not going to give you a new chapter. Joseph wanted a new chapter after he introduced the but he interpreted the butler's dream. When you get to the palace, mention my name. But God said, no, 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 no. We are still going to be in this prison chapter for another two years. And the simple truth is, that is going to be the experience of some of us. Because that prison that God is keeping you in, permit that illustration. God is working on you. And yes, a time came where the chapter changed and he stepped into the palace and he now became the prime minister. And that's the story everybody wants. And that is, we will get there in Jesus' name. Can I hear a loud amen? Well, whatever chapter you are in, whether you are in still going to stay in the prison for another two years or by this time tomorrow you are going to be the prime minister in the palace, I want you to understand that the power to win, the strength to win, the grace to win in that phase of your life, you have it right now. Hallelujah. And what you need to do is to turn on that power. There's a phrase Apostle Paul kept using in his epistles to his children. And I want to say that to everyone here tonight. You need to be strong. In times like this, you need to be strong. In times of chaos and confusion and difficulty, you need to be strong. You are going through a personal turmoil. People don't understand you. You've tried to tell people to this is what I'm going through. You need to be strong. The power to win in that situation resides in you. Be strong. Joshua stepped into a new phase or a new chapter in his life. Joshua chapter 1, after Moses died. A new chapter began for him. You are not going to carry the nation. What did God kept telling him? Read Joshua 1, 6 and 7. You can put it up on the screen for me. I won't. I won't. Go there. Be strong. Be of good courage. Only be, only be strong. Be strong. Apostle Paul kept saying the same thing to his children. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. You therefore, my son, my daughter. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong. You need that at this time. At times of adversity. Times where inflation, you are buying something 600. I don't, well, except maybe your dangote. Or like that. 600 naira last week is now 900 naira. Whether you like it or not, it's going to affect things in your life. But you can be strong. Hallelujah. And the power to win and to prevail in that situation, that phase, you have it in you. Be strong. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, he said the same thing. Watch, watch simply means, means be prayerful. Stand fast in the faith, be brave, and then be strong. Don't act and talk and carry yourself and behave like someone that doesn't have power, that doesn't have help. Don't even think like that. Because that's not who you are. If you start talking and thinking and behaving like that, you are denying who you are in Christ. And you may be prolonging your ordeal in that chapter. That is just meant to be a temporary thing that God just wants to use to train you and to move you on. Be strong. 
Somebody shout, I'm strong. You need to be strong. Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brethren, be strong. You see that phrase in a lot of them, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You have the power, be strong in it. Many times when you teach um, Christians about, about power and all that, many people just think they should go and lock themselves in one prayer room and pray in the spirit for one hour. And that's one way to turn on the power. I'm going to come to that. I want to talk about turning on the power. Because like I said, it's not that you don't have a generator. But your generator may not be on. They, they sent um, a message to us in the estate that because of this blackout and all that, ah, the generators have been working for two straight days. We need to rest them. So they shut down the power for a few hours to rest the generators. Then they also talk about the fact that, ah, we need diesel supply. So it's not enough to have a generator for the generator to work. Let's just use this natural example to understand. Because it's not that Christians don't have power. But you will see many Christians living, talking, moving. Power to win, oh, it's not activated. The generator is shut down, maybe because like, they needed to rest. Or there's no diesel inside the generator. Or there's no oil inside the generator. Or they have not serviced the generator for a long time. That's why it's important to be coming for service. So your generator can be serviced. <laughs> Praise God. Let, let me show you something powerful that the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to. When Paul wrote these epistles, um, 2 Timothy 2, let's start with that one. From verse 1, the scripture where he told him to be strong. He, he mentioned some things that have nothing to do with prayer. This is not to discourage you from praying, no. I mean, you know we're a praying church in this church. I don't think I need to start stressing that to anybody. But there are many other ways to be strong that are not about just praying and staying up yourself in the spirit. You should do that. But there are many other things the Bible tells us. God didn't tell Joshua to go and pray in Joshua chapter 1. But God told him to be strong. Listen to what Apostle Paul said here. Watch how you can be strong. Because, so let's say prayer is you putting diesel into the generator. You can put all the diesel in the world generator. If there's no engine oil in that generator, that generator will not work. It may even shut down after a while. Because it's not just one thing to be strong. Listen to what he said here. He said, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and look at the admonition they gave him here. Look how you, and this is how you can be strong. And this is one way to be strong. The things which you have heard from me among witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. One way to develop strength is to be pouring out your life into other people. Helping other people, teaching other people, empowering other people. He that waters will be watered also. Praise God. He that waters will be watered also. Learn to whatever it is you have, even if it's just your family. I mean, have family prayer time. Just pour out to other people, colleagues at work, a friend that is going through something. 
said, the things I'm giving you, look, if you keep eating and eating and eating and eating, and you are not passing out what you are taking in, your system will shut down. <laughs> you will soon faint. We will soon find you in an hospital bed. Somebody was telling me the other day, she had a medical condition. And the member in church, she had to do a surgery. And after that, the doctor had concerned why she wasn't passing gas. It became a prayer point, too. And when she eventually passed gas, she's not going to pastor, thank you. I've never had that kind of testimony. <laughs> it was when she called me to share the testimony. Ah, she finally farted today. <laughs> that should give you something to think about. Because some of us, we are just consumers. We've not learned what Apostle Paul was teaching Timothy here. There are people that, it's amazing. And it's not just teaching, it's even finances. I know you have your own financial challenges. So maybe your own budget or your own bill is in millions of naira. But there's somebody here, his need is just 10,000 naira. And you are believing God for your 1 million, 2 million. Do you know you can help that person? And that's how you are going to replenish and get stronger financially for the level you are on. Powerful principle he taught him. Not prayer. He didn't say anything about prayer. One way to be strong is to pour out into other people. Right in the midst of your own challenge. Job. Classic example. The Lord turned around his captivity when he prayed for his friends. Nobody thought Job needed to be praying for anybody. Nobody gave him that counsel. All his friends were telling him, acknowledge your fault. Acknowledge your fault. That's what they were telling him. But somewhere in the midst of God, pray for your friends. Because apparently the friends who had done wrong, because God has said you are raped, that wasn't the problem. And that's not what I told you to come and tell Job. So you too, you need repentance. So God, God now told you, pray for your friends. Pour out into other people. It's amazing how it refreshes you. I can't tell you how sometimes I feel after I have taught in church, I've preached in church. It's, it's, it's amazing. Physically, it may be drained, but it renews you spiritually. That's the principle he was teaching Timothy here. Praise God. Look at what he told the Corinthians. He told them another principle. I'm, I'm teaching you how to be strong. That's what you need at a time like this. You have power, power to win. It's inside of you. You need to know how to turn it on as a Christian. A good place to start is prayer. And I trust God I will pray tonight. Look at what he told the Corinthians. So, verse 13, watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be, be brave, be strong. He now said this. Look at verse 14 very carefully. How to be strong. Let all you do be done with love. To be strong in times of adversity, walk in love. This is not the time to shut your bowels of compassion. This is not the time to be holding grudge against somebody that offended you. This is not the time to be holding somebody in bitterness and forgiveness. Let all you do be done with love. In this time where you need to be strong, walk in love. Amazing. Again, he's not telling them to pray here. But he wants them to be strong. And of course, in Ephesians, of course, that one he mentioned prayer specifically, Ephesians 6.10, 
But the broader message was that you should put on the whole armor of God. Open to that as well. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. And I want to encourage everyone, read this chapter again, this portion, verses 10 to verse 18. Be strong in the Lord. How should you be strong in the Lord? Put on the armor of God. Please, I want, us, I want us to read again what he told him here. Very, very instructive. Ephesians 6.10. My brethren, be strong and in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That's what you need to do. Every one of us in this time of adversity... We should be dressed. I remember once, several years ago, Kenneth Copeland was teaching about this. And he said somebody was saying that, ah, I don't, I don't leave my house without putting on the armor of God. And he said that after the Holy Ghost told me, don't stay in your house with the armor. Don't take off the armor in your house. So that can attack you in your bathroom. Have you heard of people that sleep in the bathroom and hit their head and fell? No helmet of salvation. So it's not just when you are leaving your house. He didn't say anything about leaving your house here. He said, put on the whole armor. Not just when you leave your house. Of course, you put on, the, put on the armor when you leave your house. But even when you're inside your house. They said there was a woman. I saw this headline today. That her husband died while they were having sex. And there were now, you know, people that are ignorant. They said automatically they assumed it was Juju she did. Who says? Maybe the guy just had a heart attack. Because he was having fun. Too much fun. <laughs> but they blamed the wife. So you can be attacked in your bedroom, in your house, in your bathroom. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand all the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh. This is why you need to walk in power and be strong at this time. Your, look, Putin is not just your problem. It's the demon behind Putin that we are dealing with. It's not the political establishment or the people in the political establishment in Nigeria that's a problem. It's the demons behind the people in the political establishment that want to keep Nigerians in perpetual poverty that we are dealing with. Not just the politicians with that we know their names. We are talking about evil spirits, we don't know their names. We do not wrestle against, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age. Spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So what do we need to do to be strong against this kind of enemy? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. If you faint in the evil day, you are naked. I believe I've thought about that in church before. And he listed what we should wear. Put on the truth, the word of God. Put on righteousness. Preparation of the gospel of peace, the gospel, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. I love that one. Wearing salvation like a helmet. And then you should do that praying. Hallelujah. In the Holy Spirit. Please read that portion over again at this time and tonight. But let me close. This is really the main thoughts I believe God wants me to communicate to us tonight. Turn on the power. 
Please let me turn to two or three people around you and tell them, turn on the power. If there are people around you online there, turn to them and tell them, turn on the power. Turn, turn on the power. Turn on. Many of you, your generator is off. The, the way your generator needs to be working, and I'm talking about your spiritual generator, you are, turn, turn it on. It, it comes from two major places. Number one, knowing that you have the power to win. Praise God. What it takes to overcome in these tough times, I have it in Christ. And then number two, consciously engaging with that power. That's what we need. That's what we need. Turn on the power. Romans 1.4. And I want to close with this verse as we begin to pray tonight. This is so important. I love the way the Spirit of God opened my eyes to this text. Watch what they said about Jesus here. Listen to this. And talking about Jesus, he was declared to be the Son of God with power. According to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Please watch that phrase again carefully. He was declared to be the Son of God with power. You can't be the Son of God without power. Even Jesus needed to walk in the power of God. It's like now that there's blackouts, all the appliances in your house, they cannot work without power. Your marriage can't work without power. Your finances can't work without power. Your ministry can't work without power. Your career can't work without power. You have to be with power. To be the son of God, to be what he needed to be, he had to do it with the power of God. That's how you and I have to live today. We have to do it with power. Just like appliances don't work where there is no power. So to be a believer and not know you have power and not know what to do to turn on the power is living a fallacious life. Is there anything like that? <laughs> living a fallacy. You are deceiving yourself. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. Somebody say, I have the power to win. And tonight, I'm going to turn on that power. Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet tonight. I'm going to turn on that power. We have just a few minutes. I'm going to turn on the power. A good place to start is to The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810. 00 00640.